is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We want to remind you about our friends at SNS Roofing, your locally owned and uh, oh, lo, excuse me, locally owned roof repair experts for a free quote uh, and for all your roofing needs, call S and S Roofing. We're live at the warehouse today, eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West. Price is so low it'll blow your mind. In fact, price is so low it's well worth it for you to battle a little construction on Third West. They are open and still helping you out, um, and uh, worth the wait if you've got to battle through it a little bit. Uh, they'll they'll take extra special care of you. Eighteen twenty-five South, three. 100 west it's the warehouse we're going to talk to tim lacomb coming up here momentarily my co-host on jazz pre half and post game coverage and uh, our good friend yeah i mean it's always good to talk with tim yeah it'll be uh curious in fact let's uh, jump out to the zone phone joining us now as i mentioned my co-host on jazz pre half and post game coverage he's the coach coach tim lacomb what's going on tim oh man just uh Wild day and excited that it's almost five. I'm I'm headed to the barn, bro. All right, is are it? Are you are you on a dead run like uh, the horses usually are? Once you hit fifty, you're done with the dead run. You're kind of just making your way there, right, Gordon? <laughs> just making your way there. A slow trot. Oh. All right, Sorry. slow trot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, um, you know, we, we talked about uh, Mike Conley hamstring. How important was it that the Jazz wrapped the series up last night to get a little rest? I, I don't know if you can, you know, put a value on it. I think the veteran nature of this team really kind of showed last night. felt like, you know, they seized the opportunity. And uh, there was no question that they were ready. And, you know, the execution was I thought was as good as we've seen in some time on both ends. I think the, the story of the series really to me is how progressively um, they, I mean, where John Morant was, a, he was a, a problem in that series, but he became less and less of one. And I think uh, slowly the Jazz did a good job of kind of understanding what he really wants to do, um, trying to slow him down as best they can. But just, a, I thought, a really, really impressive performance and definitely – could use the rest. It sounds like, you know, a couple, uh, you know, days here where they can kind of uh, rest, rehab, and get ready for the next game, uh, next series. So, Tim, as you observe what's going on with this team, have you grown more sort of optimistic about how far this team can go? Well, I don't know if, if it's possible. I, I, I said early on, you know, that, if they continue to share the ball and shoot the ball like this, you know, in the way they guard, I mean, I think that's the piece of this that's the constant there. You know, Rudy is so good and everybody else has played, uh, you know, the majority of the season together. They've got a great synergy together. Um, but I, I, I told Jake from the beginning, man, I, I think it's one step closer to a parade. Um, I, I've been one that said when Ryan bought the team that, this team would win one because I just don't doubt that guy. I think he's, he's shown that he's a guy of action and uh, he wants things, you know, 
he's not okay with being okay. He wants to be great. And um, so whether, whether it's this year, I think what the bottom line is they knocked a peg down, and I think that's what you got to do. You've got you've to get guys in the playoffs and get them comfortable playing in the playoffs. And, man, I'll tell you what, with their full team to win four straight, that was really impressive. Tim, I know it's not the he's not the most uh, glamorous of players to talk about, but I want to talk to you about Royce O'Neal because I thought he had a very good series against Memphis, particularly games four and games five defensively. He actually did a nice job on, on John Morant. He shot the ball well. And I want to ask you about him because I think regardless of who the Jazz face, the Clippers or the Mavericks, regardless if he has to guard Kawhi and Paul George or Luka, you know, he's going to be extremely important in the next series. How important is it that he's playing well? Uh, I think it's really important they're all playing well, and, and Royce is no different. Um, I think we saw in the Memphis series, I think Royce kind of changed it. Um, you know, that first game was kind of an outlier. It just didn't have Donovan. Everybody was a little bit of a funk, and they, they nearly pulled it out. But I thought Royce getting hot um, and making a couple shots in every game, it was – you really can't put a value on it because it really is at that point you're – the team comes in with a game plan to really kind of slow Donovan, uh, not let Rudy just kill him at the rim. And, you know, and, and then, you know, you start dealing with, it, with Mike Conley. And um, and then all of a sudden, you know, Bojan Bogdanovich is starting to get you. And then, you know, you're, you're giving all the help you can off Royce, and he makes three or four in a game. I mean, it's backbreaking. And I, I think the key is, and it's when this team's been great, everybody's just done what they do. And, uh, Royce is a as a three and D guy. There's no doubt about that. And I, I was really impressed with his state of mind. You know, it's uh, for him to to get some success in the playoffs, both with the team, but also individually. I think it's a big step for him. So Quinn mentioned after the game last night, Tim, about the spacing and the the good shooting. So my question for you is, from a coaching standpoint, what creates good spacing? Why is Rudy Gobert open down low? Why are the three-point shooters getting good looks? How does that spacing get created? Well, it's all, you know, when we talk about execution, it's, um, that's part of the execution. When, when they want you in the dead corner, uh, there's a reason for it. Um, you know, really the Jazz play with Rudy uh, rolling to the basket, and then they've got typically they've got a guy in each dead corner, and when I say dead corner, flat along the baseline, dead corner, um, and then, you know, free throw line extended or pro lane extended, um, and that, that's the way they play. And it gives everybody space, and it makes the defense really have to choose uh, to pick their poison. And we've seen it this year where teams have been hell-bent on stopping Rudy's role, and you just can't be – if the spacing's right, you can't guard two guys in one spot. And – that's why the spacing is so important. It, it is, you know, everybody playing and, and being where they're supposed to be. I mean, back in the day, Coach Majerus used to put um, X's on the floor for every guy's spot. And, you know, he used to he used the comment once that kind of blew my mind. He said, nobody appreciates the geometry of the game like I do. Um, and the game is very geometrical, and there is advantage when you utilize the spacing correctly. And I think we've seen when the Jazz do, um, like last night, and I think we've seen times where the spacing struggled. Um, but, you know, you can always kind of go back to the fundamentals and the basics, and spacing for the Jazz is really vital with the way they shoot the three ball and utilize Rudy rolling to the rim. 
Rudy, I thought, dominated Jonas Valanciunas, and maybe you know people could use a different descriptor there, um, but I thought he certainly came out of the series with the upper hand. Do you agree with that, I guess, and did, did that surprise you? I thought that was going to be a pivotal matchup. Um, you know, I, I felt like Rudy would get the better of him, but Valanciunas has done a nice job in his career against Rudy, and uh, mainly because he's just so darn physical. Uh, when he runs the floor, he's uh, he's a heat-seeking missile, man. He's looking for somebody to hit. And when he catches it on the block, you know, Rudy had to deal with him lower in the shoulder. and So there were just a lot of things Rudy had to get used to, and I think the physicality early in the series was hard for him. Uh, we saw foul trouble. And we saw maybe some re- retaliation. A couple of the fouls were not Rudy-like that we saw early in the series. And I think Rudy just grew uh, and understood, which he always does. I think he might be one of the more malleable guys I've ever seen. Who you can see the things that the team, the coaches are working on with him, and then you can see him put him into practice. Um, Rudy's, Rudy's taken another step this year. As good as he's been, I feel like he's gotten better and. So much of that has to do with the offensive end, uh, to me, because I think he's always been a staple defensively. But his ability to impact the game, I mean, like last night, we're talking about it after the game, and what did he end up with, Jake, 23 and 15? Something like that. I mean, just an absolutely crazy night. Um, And you look back at Rudy Gobert early on, and, you know, you're hoping that he could um, kind of hold down the defense and then whatever baskets he got were were, were a bonus. And it's not like that anymore. Um, he, he's going right into the fray. He's gotten better at finishing. Again, hats off to Lagarza, Jensen, uh, Snyder, Skeeter, all those guys that are working with, uh, with Rudy because it's just, it really has blown my mind being around the game as long as I have. Watching him develop has been really impressive. Uh, we don't know, Tim, what the status is of Mike Conley and whatnot, but can they get by without him if they need, if he's going to miss a few games or a game here or there? Uh, can Donovan Mitchell make up the difference? One thing we learned this year, um, when guys went down, you know, it's it's a cliche, but the next man was up. And they had to play that way a lot, you know, not early in the season. Early in the season and how they got their lead and maintained that lead was they were they're probably the healthiest team in the league most of the year, but – Man, they, they felt in that last couple of weeks, you know, last month of the season, they were really trying to hold it together. And the thing that was impressive is they did it. Um, my thought is anytime you can do that and accomplish a goal um, and do it and go through something, and that's what they're going to be going you know, I don't know what the situation is either, but if Mike were to have to miss a game, they've done it before. And, you know, the onus at that point would be on Joe. I mean, Joe, Joe was a pretty quiet in the series, admittedly so. Um, you know, just did not really get a feel. But Joe's going to be really important in this run at some point. Uh, I think every guy is going to be. The one thing the Jazz have that they haven't had, you know, they've got it kind of in almost in um, in duplicity this year is they have a bunch of, of depth that we haven't seen. So I don't think they can win the championship without a guy like Mike Conley because I think that's – I think it's going to take everybody – but along the way, if somebody has to miss now and again, we've seen him deal with that, and I think that's that's positive. So speaking of Joe Ingles, as a coach, what do you do with a player who uh, is maybe is slumping a little bit and needs to find his stroke again? Well, I, I would probably, you know, not in college because, of course, you can't do this, but I'd take him to dinner. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd pull him aside, take him to dinner, and, 
and have a good chat. I mean, I think the, the one thing I've been really impressed with is whatever it is that, that um, ails these guys, the staff, in my mind, has done a nice job of addressing it. We've seen issues all year long, you know, different guys going through cycles of, of confidence and success issues, and that's just the nature of a season. Um, the guy who's probably the one that stands out to me is Boyan. I mean, uh, you know, there was a period in time where people were wondering if Boyan would find it again. And my goodness gracious, he's just, uh, you know, he, he's playing so well right now. So I think it's, it's again, it's not, it's not where you are or, or where you've been. It's, it's ahead of you. I think that's the, the message you drive home. And Joe's a pro. Like, um, you know, Joe's had success and disappointment. He's handled both. And I think he'll be fine. I, I liked hearing him almost self-reflect, you know, talking with DJ and PK, um, you know, and, and it's, it's true. These guys are, we forget it, but they're human. They go through stuff, ups and downs. And I have no doubt that Joe will be fine. I, I'm telling you, he's going to be huge along the way. Um, there's, there's a patent that I, I called it early last night and it was a, it was a dud, but. Uh, I think Joe's going to have a game that we'll remember, kind of as a Joe Ingles game in the playoffs. You mentioned the excellence of Boyan Bogdanovich. He did have three turnovers last night. So don't hold your well, breath. Well, the funny thing, Gordon, is now we have the we have the Gordonometer um, in the studio. I mean, we had so much fun hanging out with you. Uh, I hope you come back sometime because I love when you're there. But um, you know, Gordon, I told you Boyan's turnovers. Whereas they're just a little more unique than others. And last Don't night he had a beauty. He threw, he threw one. To, Rudy was just sprinting the floor in transition, and Boyan floated one beautifully to the corner, but unfortunately there wasn't anybody in the corner except for the Grizzlies bench. <laughs> and I started to chuckle, and I said, that one's on the Gordon meter. That's going to be on it. Um, Bringing that up tomorrow. Yes, he did, ha- he did have three turnovers. You're right. I will hey, give you that. Hey, that is a uh, fact. I'm kidding around a little bit on that, although I'm not. I uh, wanted to ask you about that. Uh, <laughs> I love this guy. Why do, that why is do they so even OG, play him? Man. That is so OG. <laughs> so, Vivid Arena is going to be full capacity now. Uh, what effect does that have on a team, if any, Tim? Does it? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we watched last night after the Jazz game. We flipped over to the Clipper Maverick game to watch the end of that as we did post game, and and I think partly because we didn't want to see Rudy just in a towel from the <laughs> waist up. You know, he's coming he's coming out with just a towel on. I think that's been made mention of a few times, and we chuckle at that. But um, the Mavericks game in L.A., you know, half that arena was cardboard cutouts, and man, it just took you back. It's so depressing. It takes you back to a time that I don't really want to have to remember go back to. Um, the, the life that the crowd brings is amazing. And the arena was rocking last night. I can't imagine packing it to the gills. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, I'm thrilled about it. I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a huge advantage. The, the, the arena here in Salt Lake's always been an advantage. My hope is we learn from what we went through this week and, we, we always just have a great advantage, but we're, we're kind. You know, we, I think you can do both. What's more likely, Tim, Dallas wins uh, one out of the next two or the Clippers win two in a row? You know, I am – I have a hard time – I just have a hard time wrapping my mind around the Mavericks being there, but 
I mean, at this point, I would say, you know, the odds are probably in their favor going home, chance to close it out. And uh, L.A. didn't look that great to me walking off the floor last night. It looked like uh, Rondo and Kawhi were maybe going to fist fight um, <laughs> after he took that crazy shot. Uh, so I, I guess the odds would probably be in the Mavericks' favor, but the odds have been wrong before. I still think it's going to be the Clippers um, for some reason. And um, and that might just be the fact that the games won't start, in, if that's the case, till Tuesday, and I'm kind of hoping for a free weekend. <laughs> so, Tim, Jake and I were talking about this earlier. I think it was off the air, Jake, uh, mm-hmm. when we looked at the statistics with Luka Doncic, and obviously he's a great player, but in that game uh, last night, he – uh, either scored or assisted on 31 of the 37 baskets field goals scored by the Mavs. Uh, 83%? I mean, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, is How do you feel about one player having the ball so much of the time? Well, you just hope his neck is okay. <laughs> you know, if he's going to carry that much of the load. Um, you know, I I would think that what that probably is 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 totally unique um, to a guy like Luca, who really does a little bit of everything and does it really well. The, the crazy part is not like he was um, new on the scouting report and that his tendencies were different than what they've been. He just is um, – he's that good. And it probably for the Mavericks um, is probably – you know, if you're talking about them going a long way, that's – probably too much for a guy to carry. I don't know that that can be, I mean, it'd be interesting to know what, uh, you know, Magic Johnson or Michael Jordan or some of those guys, you know, what their numbers were. Uh, I would think 83, 84% is a little bit high to, to have some great success, but what it isn't, it's not high for a guy like Luca who just seems to like, I just talked about with Rudy, but he seems to add elements to his game. You know, the greatest thing about that guy is his feel his feel for the game is so pure. Um, it's almost unfiltered. He has the ability to kind of see things before they're going to happen. And then, you know, the, the thing that he does that's just crazy beyond just his passing ability um, is he, he's a tough shot maker. Man, he makes a lot of tough ones. And um, so, you know, it's, uh, it, it's going to be interesting because I think it's that's what you're looking at. You're looking at similar to maybe looking at what the Golden State series looked like, uh, where you'd have a lot of curry and uh, Jazz, you know, didn't have to deal with that. But uh, that, that's what it would be if it's Dallas. It's going to be a lot of Luka. By the way, that percentage for Luka was an all-time high. Right. Not yeah. a surprise. All-time. Yeah. Never been done. I, I, would say, I would say not sustainable. Yeah. It's a lot a long, on one dude, which is essentially, yeah. Gordon, I mean, you and I talked about it for several minutes, but uh, essentially what we boiled down to is that if you want to go all the way, you want to win the title, I don't know if you can saddle one player with that much of the the load. Yeah, I just don't know lot. if that's possible. It would, be, it would be akin to the pre and post situation right now. Uh, Jake's got about 84, 85% of the load and he just drags me along for the other 15. That is so, so far from the case. It's a, it's, it's a rare, it's rare to be able to win that way, but apparently it works for you guys. Much, much like the big show, Tim, I just bring it in and out of break, man. 
easy. Well, he, he he did he did curse Mike Conley last Stop night. Stop it! Dude. We're not going to bring that up again. We're uh, not going to do we're, it. I, we're, I, we're, I just, we're having a perfectly rational. No, I just discussion. wondered what Tim thought about that. You know, because uh, you know, no, Jake, you didn't. Jake brings up the whole idea of Mike Conley with his hamstring, and then he uh, tweaks his hamstring last night. I, I said, "Is he playing like a player with an injured hamstring?" That's what I said. Yeah, but you brought it up. But you brought Donovan Zakel up earlier in the the Yeah, but he didn't get hurt. He didn't get but hurt. you didn't know that at the time. <laughs> I did know it. You did and not. You, and you keep bring and you keep keep bringing up Bojan's turnovers. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll, let me ask you. Breath. Let me ask you this, Tim. Would the Jazz be better off with a lineup with Bojan Bogdanovic in it or playing four <laughs> on five? <laughs> I'm going to go with Bojan okay. and his red feet. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. Does love those red shoes. That is true. What's yeah. the deal with that? I don't know. Maybe You're he's comfortable right. in those shoes. Right. Because a lot of times it really doesn't match what he's wearing, you know. I don't think he cares. Apparently not. I don't uh, think matching's a thing anymore, Gordo. <laughs> Gordon's got a, like I grew a, up I grew up in kindergarten with gray animals. I just grabbed the hippopotamus <laughs> top, the hippopotamus bottom. I'd be good to go. He's still doing that? I got a little unicorn sewed in myself in here. <laughs> What's the most unusual thing you ever wear? <laughs> oh, man. Goggles, I guess. I, I, I just wear goggles randomly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, ever since Gordon has his sons-in-law competing for his affection, he has like an extraordinarily nice pair of shoes on every single day that managed to match like I, his outfit perfectly. I, I, I can't tell you how often I get comments people tell me how much they love my I'll shoes. I tell you what, you got a, you got uh, something going there cuz your sons-in-law now know the way to your have heart. You got Jays on right now? You got Jays on? Yes. I have the uh yeah, I have the multi I want to be I, someday I want to be as cool as you, bro. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're the best buddy thank you very much see you guys all right that's our our friend wow. tim i didn't know tim wore granimals that's news i didn't know uh let's get out of the zone phone joining us now uh from the warehouse 1825 south 300 west uh he's our friend christopher and tof you're you're, you're of the younger generation let me ask you this tof would you consider gordon cool <laughs> Oh man, of course. Yeah, I, of course I consider Gordon cool. Oh, love now you, you're just being nice, Tove. See, you, this is see how nice Tove is. Uh, yeah, he's just a good guy, <laughs> and he's honest too. Or he's just nice. <laughs> <laughs> nah, come on, I'm honest. <laughs> uh, that you are, and you, you and the warehouse. Uh, you guys are honest uh, with our listeners, and honestly, the lowest price in town. <laughs> there it is. That was a good little pitch there. I might Thank you very that. much. <laughs> Um, how about we get into it? Let's do it. Uh, so, so far we've been mostly upholstery. We've done seating. We've done a little bit of bunk beds, but now we're going to get right into the thick of it. Everybody knows us for it. So let's just jump in. We're talking adjustable beds. So when we talk adjustable beds, specifically in a king size, some people come in and they're wanting just one base, one mattress. Some people would like the adjustable base to be separate for them and their partner. When I say solid king, that means one base with one mattress in the size of a king. With that one motorized base, though, uh, 
you can individually contour that to your body. Uh, if you're wanting a more frugal option, then this is specifically the deal for you in adjustable beds. In a solid king style, head up and foot up adjustable base with the 12 inch gel infused memory foam mattress. We'll get to that later. This weekend only, it's only $19.99. We've done similar deals to this before, but that was a cheaper mattress for the same price. We're giving you a better mattress, 12 inch gel infused memory foam mattress for only $19.99. And I want to, Jake, I want to boom, blow your mind like I never have before. All right. I've been doing a, I've been doing a little bit of research. Um, and this base, the equivalent base on Amazon, the base alone is $2,400 before shipping. If you come in here, not only will we save you 400 bucks, we'll, we'll include your mattress. How crazy is that? Wow, that's incredible. Nobody else is doing that. Nobody else is doing that. For $2,400, you can go to Amazon and you can get your base shipped directly to you. Or you come to us, you save 400 bucks, we get you a free mattress. And depending on where you live, we can deliver and install it. 75 bucks. Wow. Boom. As they say, it's the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Take advantage of it. Thanks, Tove. Thank you, Jake. All right. We've got uh, more big show coming up. Don't forget, Justin Zanuck joins the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point bell. All right, the Utah Jazz, they close out the Memphis Grizzlies last night at Vivint Arena thanks to a win in game number five, 126-110. to 110. Donovan Mitchell was incredible, particularly in the first quarter. Donovan finished the game with 30 points, 10 assists, and six rebounds. And uh, Mitchell reflected on the first series win since he was a rookie. It's funny, like, I just said that right before I came out here, and people were like, no way. Like, people don't really even know that. Like, you know what I mean? And that for me, this one was huge because it was just like, man, like, I haven't done this since my rookie year. You know, and I feel like for me personally, and it's just something that I've wanted to accomplish, but it's not the end goal, but it's definitely something you appreciate along the way. And we did, like I said, we did what we were supposed to do, but at the end of the day, you got to appreciate where you're at too, because you can get lost in the shuffle of everything. So understanding, doing it in front of the home crowd is big time, but the job's not done, and we got to continue to go out there and fight. But for me personally, I think it, it's, it's a moment that I'll enjoy for the night and then get ready to play uh, whoever it is next round. All right, the Jazz now move on to round number two. We're not quite so sure who they're going to face just yet. They'll face the winner of the Dallas Mavericks LA Clippers series. The Mavs lead that series three games to two. Game six in Dallas will be on Friday night. This playoff update brought to you by our friends at Mountain Land Supply. You're locked on to the big show presented by Big O Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. Join us tomorrow at Davis Vision, their annual block party. 
Uh, coming up uh, with food trucks, jazz gear, 30% off all sunglasses, and one lucky person will win fr- a free LASIK procedure. That's at Davis Vision. Very much looking forward to that tomorrow, Gordon. Bring your appetite, buddy. It sounds yeah. like we're going to be eating good times. All right. Uh, it is time for What's Going On Part Deux. Uh, where we'll check in with Hanson Scotty. They had Kurt Heelan of NBC Sports on Pro Basketball Talk uh, to talk uh, NBA playoffs and a little bit about Danny Ainge. No, it's huge. It is absolutely huge, especially going in. Like I said, I think it's not going to get easier from here on out, but, but um, you know, you're going to have a tough matchup whoever you get next round. And Mike Conley was the one thing that really took this team I think from where it was a year ago, to me he was one of the big differences to where they are now because he's a secondary playmaker, because he he calms things down on the floor, and it's not just Donovan against the world. And, yes, Bogdanovich is healthy too, and there's other things. But Conley was, to me, the guy who really – him getting comfortable on playing like himself, what separated Utah this year, what made them that much better. And if they're, if he's not ready to go – well, I was about to say it's the biggest. It's the second biggest knee question, possibly in the league, maybe or at least tied for, at very least tied for number one. But it would, it, him not being right would really change a lot about how we're perceiving the West right now. Kirk, can you walk us through what just happened in Boston? What happened with Danny Ainge, and what you're hearing is happening with Danny Ainge? First off, it. I, Danny Ainge stepping away wasn't, I'll say, wasn't shocking. Um, there had been some rumblings that he'd been thinking about it for much of the season. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I had someone tell me last night, they're like, no, they clearly had this planned out for a while because they thought Brad Stevens would have jumped at the Indiana job when they offered him, you know, a full Brinks truck of cast to go back to college. And he was frustrated this season, and he might have taken that, and they clearly had some plan to keep him there. I don't know if that's right, but the rumblings about an unhappy Danny Ainge had been around for a while, but I don't think anybody saw them bumping Brad Stevens into front office. So Danny Ainge, quote-unquote, retires, uh, although he's not I, he's not retiring, I don't think. Uh, Dan, and interestingly, they slide Brad Stevens from the coaching ranks straight into his job, bypassing – not only Danny Ainge's kid, Austin, but Mike Zarin, who has been with Boston forever, um, grew up in the area, is a Boston area native, grew up a Celtics fan. Everybody just assumed he would get the job next. Uh, he is going to work for Brad Stevens, and then they're going to go hire a new coach. Uh, so we'll see what direction Boston goes. They might just promote a top assistant. Uh, but it's a bit of an it, it, that's the part that turned everybody's head that they didn't expect Brad Stevens to get bumped up and especially over Zarin. Like it's uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll see if Brad Stevens might be a great GM. He might not. It's just such a radically different job than coaching. Like who you know, it's impossible to predict. And then there's the other part that you guys are probably well aware of, which is all sorts of Danny Ainge speculation that he might take some role in Utah, whether that's you know, this is a front office that just put together a, the best rec- the team with the best record in the NBA that has built this this really amazing roster in Utah. And I can't imagine you know Ryan Smith comes in as the new owner and says, "Yeah, we got to break that up." But new ownership styles, maybe Dennis Lindsay wants to move on, maybe not, or maybe 
maybe um, Danny Ainge wants to come in and take on, look at his age, maybe he'd rather have the Jerry West consultancy gig, man. Just you work for the owner, you're part of their voice, you have a voice in the room, but you're not necessarily the decision maker, and that's good enough. You get paid a few million a year to 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 be that voice. I, I, that might be the role he takes on, I'm not quite sure, but there's all sorts of speculation that ties Danny to coming back to Utah. So he gave a uh, interview earlier today, which uh, uh, hit me right in the feels because I, I, I'm with him on this. He says, I want to work, but I don't want to do very much. So there's not many people out there looking for someone to to hire <laughs> to do very little. <laughs> and uh, But I, I don't know if that's part of Danny's DNA. I mean, I don't know if he can be a consultant, can he? Or does he, you know, pretty, know. You know maybe try it and then all of a sudden the competitive juices start flowing. And he's like, no, nah, I got to have final say over something. I don't know. You know, I would have said that about Jerry West, though, too. You know, this is a guy who's happily been a consultant at, um, and, you know, is, is, is the Steve Ballmer whisperer with the Clippers, uh, you know, largely is there to, to keep Steve Ballmer from his worst impulses, right? Like, he'll yeah. trust Jerry West. Um, I, maybe Danny can accept that role now, but, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, Jerry West is as competitive as they get, too, and he was able to kind of find a comfort level with that. So we'll see. I, I, that makes a lot of sense to me, but it's, you know, whenever you have an ownership change in, well, frankly, any business, you just get shakeups up and down the roster, or, or often you get shakeups up and down the, the, uh, the business. And, it, you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out with Utah over the next couple of years, whether it's just the Millers were about as hands-off an ownership group on the basketball side as you could get there they and and you know the, the old holtz in in san antonio there's only a couple like that that older style of owner and i don't think smith is going to be that kind of guy but you know I, I don't know i don't know enough about their relationship with dennis Lindsay and how that's going to shake out and I'm, I'm sure it's still being built yeah interesting situation involving the utah jazz a little bit on the periphery with uh with danny ainge and his future and um, has ties to the area. And Scotty mentioned the interview he gave where it sounded like he was talking about maybe being a consultant, and maybe that that's something that, uh, you know, the ownership group is looking for. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know either. I, all, I, all I've been told is that Ryan Smith and Danny are close. And so when you have uh, a, a basketball mind who is close to an owner like that, there's natural speculation about that sort of thing. Now, where Danny would fit in or how he would fit in uh, is uh, is interesting. You, you just heard the Jerry West comparison, but I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure about that. Uh, but, you know, Danny is getting up there in years a little bit. Maybe he wants to back off a little bit, you know. Maybe he doesn't want to be in charge of everything. I I, I I think you're right on the money, Gordon. He he was at Boston since 2003, right? Yeah. 18 years, uh-huh. and and if I'm not mistaken, had suffered two heart attacks during that uh, oh, that period of time. Oh, wow. There's la- minor ones. I mean, yeah. he's he's okay, such and, a thing. and still with us. Yeah, but but that's the thing. Uh-huh. I wouldn't be surprised if if maybe he did stop and take a look around for a minute. Yeah. And you never know. I I know several people in in my own personal life who retired and decided, you know what, I like working, so I'm going to go you know, find something to do with my time. So well, you never know. But it wouldn't surprise me if he did stop and take a little bit of a break for a Well, minute. one thing that stood out in my mind, and I have no idea whether it's connected to Danny or not, 
But remember when when Dwayne Wade was brought aboard? Remember what Ryan Smith said? He said, this is just the beginning. That caught my attention. And I thought, okay, what do you do after you bring Dwayne Wade aboard? What's next? I I don't know what he meant by that, but... I'm not sure what you mean by that. Yeah, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg coaching the team? <laughs> I I don't know. Little uh, Eddie Eddie reference for you there. Uh, I don't With your know. guy, Greg Ostertag, who you controversially think should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think Greg Ostertag should be in the NBA Hall of Fame. Just like you think college athletes should be paid. That's a hot take, man. I hate amateurism. Pay those college athletes. I readily admit uh, I was wrong about that, though. <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm not even sure what that means. All right, coming up next, we have the Not Sports Report, Justin Zanuck at 5. Stay tuned. It's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Check them out online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Uh, we, I have, as part of the Not Sports Report today, two complaints. Uh-oh. All right. The first Ooh. one is about, uh, well, there are two women who live in adjoining apartments, and one of the women uh, is sick. Okay. She's vomiting. Why? Because she is in the first trimester of pregnancy. That happens. And the woman that lives in the next apartment can hear her vomiting. And so she went over and knocked on the door, and this is the way the woman described it. She said, my neighbor knocked on my door, and said she could hear my, quote, loud puking all the time. And she has a gag reflex when she hears people throwing up. She said she was all, she's almost thrown up after hearing me. So the neighbor asked if she could run water, play music, or turn on her bathroom fan before she gets sick. And uh, she said, I, I can try, but it comes on quick sometimes and I don't have time. So then the woman came back over and knocked on the door again and complained again and uh, and said that she was going to complain to management over it. Uh, and so the the woman who is the pukey or the puker <laughs> said, oh, okay, go ahead. I mean, there's nothing I can do about this. And so now it looks like management is going to step in and recommend that she gets some sort of something that makes white noise or some sort of headphones or something she can put on so that so she doesn't get nauseous from hearing the pregnant woman puke. Who's siding on on this? Well, the pregnant lady's not doing anything wrong. So I don't know how anybody would really side. I mean, I think you're allowed to get sick in your own home. I don't think that there's much you can do about that. Maybe this woman should look into buying a house or something. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. the, you know, there's certain things like, you know, when you have roommates, Gordon, there's certain things you have to put up with. When you live in an apartment complex or a condo complex, uh, you, you, there's going to be some noise from the neighbor. And if the, the 
I don't want to say poor woman because it's very exciting that she's having a child. But if the woman's dealing with morning sickness in the first trimester. Deal with it. Could Deal you be it. pregnant silently, please? Yeah, could you Could you please? I know you're dealing with something over there, but could you manage to? Okay, so where do you draw the line, though, on with when there is noise coming from the next apartment? If it's us? a raging party at 3 a.m., I think that's a little different than somebody in the first trimester of pregnancy. What if it's somebody who likes playing the piano? Well, I think it depends on what time. How good they are. So, <laughs> so if it's like 7 o'clock at night. And someone still complains about the noise. Hey, if it's 7 o'clock at night and somebody's doing a little post-dinner piano, uh, uh, suck it up. If it's like <laughs> 2 in the morning, okay. I got you. But if, if it's a, a woman who's just trying to make it through a grueling first three months of pregnancy, you have a little sympathy. And your second-hand vomit reflex, come on, <laughs> deal with it. Okay, here's Walk the it off, one. Karen. Here's the, here's the second one. And let me just start with this quote. My husband constantly eats all our food, and it's ruining our relationship. This woman says, the wife, says she goes and buys food and brings it home, and her husband immediately starts chowing it all down. And then she said she'll spend a lot of time making a wonderful meal, and her husband eats like four-fifths of it and leaves just a small portion for his wife. And his wife said that, look, when I was raised as a kid, I was raised not to be gluttonous. I was raised to be careful and not just eat everybody's food. But her husband, she says, on the other hand, was raised in an environment where he could eat whatever he wanted. And nobody said anything to him about it. And she's fed up (laughs) with it. If you see what I did there, Mm -hmm. she's fed up. Mm -hmm. I got it. So what do you think about this one? Hire a good divorce attorney. <laughs> well, why don't why do, why doesn't she make him go to the store? And and by the way, why is it her food or is it their food? She says that her husband is quote ridiculously rude, and she says uh, that I have. He says that she has food issues and that I could just buy more. And she said, yeah, I can, but that is not the point. I do all the shopping and all the cooking. He does clean up, but I rarely get to even taste what I cook if I don't eat it the second it is made. Well, Cordell and Cordell. (laughs) Make it work for you. This sounds like irreconcilable differences to me. Don't you think that there's middle ground? Uh. yeah, what? The the woman can make the guy go shopping. No, why no, why is she no, automatically no. going shopping? I don't know. It didn't explain that. Why is that. she automatically but, doing well, okay, the cooking? How about you let him do it for a while? Regardless of who does the shopping and who does the cooking, Jake, if Naz ate three-fourths or four-fifths of all your food, would you have a problem with that? No. What do you, you know were... what DoorDash is, Gordon? I've never used it, but my butler handles all that. <laughs> would you? What what if what if there were, you were still hungry? I don't know. I'd, I'd go to the store. <laughs> okay. Right. I wouldn't expect it to be like waited on hand and foot. Jake, you're just you're just dismissing this as though it weren't. Very nothing. much dismissing it. Yeah. The, you don't think this is? Why a would real anybody problem? possibly no. care about this? I did not say that, but no, I don't think this is a real problem. Yeah, I don't appreciate us implying that actually, because this is people have issues like you do, this. You don't appreciate me playing. Sound from another person saying that opinion? 
Yeah. Now because, I'm in trouble for Jake's feelings? Yes, because it was extremely, talking about being uh, ridiculously rude, that was a ridiculously rude comment. Uh, you know, of all the problems that folks out there have in their marriages, real serious problems. I don't think not buying enough at the store is really going to top the list. Well, wait a minute. Food is a basic need. It's it's one of the very basics. Again, I don't think buying too little at the store should be. Well, the, what if she's buying a lot and he's still eating it all? Then buy more. <laughs> Or make him go what? again. Make him go to the store. Okay, make okay, him okay. Cook. Make him go to the store. But the point is that regardless of who goes and who cooks, See, the there's only so th- much food to this eat. This all comes he- back to you not wanting to go to the store and <laughs> no, to do with the shopping for no, your household. No, it doesn't. So you're you're under these dietary rules that you feel obligated to. I'd say free yourself, brother. Go to the store. Buy yourself some hot pockets. You'll feel you'll feel better <laughs> about yourself. <laughs> I tried your hot pockets. I didn't like them. Buy whatever you want. It's, it's you tried it, the uppity one. It's like incredibly the, liberating. And yeah, just try the pepperoni. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't it like right. leg of lamb hot pocket or some <laughs> such? And, you know, it, it, I'm to, I'm just saying it this way. If if you, I don't care what you're dividing, whatever you're divvying up. If one partner is getting four fifths of it and the other partner is getting one fifth, uh, th- that's out of balance. But when the one partner is getting shorted, is in charge of buying the whole, then that changes things a little bit. Now, doesn't it? <laughs> All right. We got to get out of the zone phone. Uh, Justin Zanuck will join us next. Our friend Christopher from the warehouse joins us once again. Christopher, let's blow some minds. I, I enjoyed that last bit, though. That was, that was quite good, Gordon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jake, Jake just dismisses it like it's. I do. That's uh, true. Uh, well, I will admit, being, we'll say, half of a newlywed couple, I definitely eat a lot more than my partner. Dude. But I would not I would never say that it causes relationship strain. She's actually making dinner now, and I hope I don't eat too much that it makes her mad. <laughs> all right. Good, good. Just be aware. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, if we were to keep going with adjustable beds, I got a deal that is just crazy. Let's uh, do it. Let's do it. So that last spot, we talked about a solid king, and that means one base and one mattress in the size of a king. But hypothetically, what if you and your partner, talking to our listeners, what if you and your partner wanted to adjust your bed separately so you each can sleep at the degree or angle that your body needs, specifically individualizing that contour your mattress mattress can have? This set is the highest quality adjustable bed setup that we have in this store and I'm booming it out at an unbelievable price. I've never done this. It's crazy. This is what we call the deluxe base. It has USB ports, undercarriage lighting, 24 massage settings, and it's packaged with a 13-inch latex hybrid mattress. Now, latex is actually the most desirable and valued material in the industry. This mattress has a traditional spring foundation and that with a latex-infused topper. This is the crazy part. Our competitors at the National Mattress Roadshow this year displayed a similar setup, the whole get-up, all the bells and whistles for $53.99, which is crazy for a bed. But for a split, we are selling this setup this weekend for two grand less than that. Come in for what we call the Clayton, sec- the Clayton Special, priced at $33.99, $2,000 less than our competitors. The best value per dollar in our entire store. Wow, that's amazing. The top of the line bed, two grand off. 
boom, as they say, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, Toph, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Got to take advantage of it. Do it. 1825 South, 300 West. Justin Zanuck with us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. How and for the Utah Jazz. Get out of the way. Round one is done. Got it! As Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Mike Conley sent the Grizzlies pack. Donovan! Now it's on to round two as the Jazz make a push to an NBA title. I live for the hunt. I live for it. Won't stop till I get what I want. Won't stop. I don't care what it takes. Yo, Ingle! Jordan Clarkson! Hear every second of every moment of Utah Jazz playoff basketball. It's all about survival. Right here on your exclusive home of the Jazz. 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Zone Sports Network. Flex, Rudy, flex!